Welcome to Ryan Rants and Raves, a podcast series by the Quebec government office in New York. Bienvenue à Ryan Rants and Raves, une série de podcasts par le gouvernement du Québec à New York. Today I'm with David Jaffe, and today we are going to be speaking about the Box of Awesome, also called Bespoke Post. Uh, David Jaffe, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on, Ryan. And can you tell me just a bit about um, Bespoke Post? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess like it, it kind of helps to know a little bit more about the company, but we started out as e-commerce lifestyle retailer f uh, focused on a male customer. Um, and, and we still do focus on a male customer, but we've also kind of expanded our horizons to be a little bit more gender neutral, I guess. But we're really interested in, in product discovery. So finding cool products from a mix of bigger brands and under the radar brands. We love working with under the radar brands. And so our Prime product is what you called uh, the Box of Awesome. So that's a subscription club that uh, you can join. And the best part about it, probably, in addition to all the cool stuff and the product discovery, is that uh, there's no monthly commitment. So you pay $45 when you get a box you like. And if you don't like the box, you could skip it for the month. Every month we come out with, you know, at least five, six. Uh, we're trying to get up to eight new boxes that you've never wow. seen before, each customer. Um, so we'll, we'll show them to you and you get a chance to pick which one you prefer. Um, or like I said, skip if you don't want. And the focus is, like I said, on product discovery and, and great brands and great products. And so we try to kind of make each box a little bit of a journey in itself. And you know, I don't like that word journey, but it's, <laughs> uh, we want to bring you an experience in a box. And so we try and give you all the tools you need to do something new or enjoy a new type of product. Example of one that we launched recently that I think uh, does a good job of illustrating the concept um, is a box called Sizzle. So you get a Um, flat bottom stir fry pan. You get a bamboo steamer for making dumplings. You get cooking chopsticks, which are kind of common in, in Asian cooking. They're extra long. And then you get this hot chili oil, spicy chili oil from a brand called Lao Gan Ma. It is kind of known as angry lady sauce sometimes. It looks like kind of a cranky older woman on uh, on the <laughs> bottle, but it's really tasty. It's kind of like a cult condiment, some people would call it. But anyway, it's kind of like all the tools you would need to make your own stir fry at home, you know, like like a pro kind of. And, and so we don't just limit ourselves to cooking. You know, we do everything from kitchen and bar products to style. We do outdoor gear a lot of a lot of outdoor gear now we do home products we even do uh smoking accessories so really just kind of like a lot of cool stuff uh for guys and women as well um all in one neat package from my experience with bespoke post it's and like you mentioned with the example it's really uh it just creates a story of when you're opening the box yeah. and that experience and then going with that and it follows and it follows that that theme of what you what you open and I do like the lifestyle element that's it's not just cooking, but it's also bar. So if someone's interested in, interested in spirits and mixing drinks, they could have a box that caters yeah. to that, to the outdoor life. Um, and I think that is what's interesting. But, you know, a lot of work on your part, you know, to create eight yeah. separate clean boxes a month. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's not just me, and, thankfully. And how, though, thankfully, but your team. <laughs> and, and how do you guys come across all these brands, given the fact that you have to continually source um, you know, for yeah. new products. I mean, that's probably the hardest part of the job is uh, always kind of finding new inspiration. We're lucky to live in New York or we were before the lockdown, but yeah. you know, I, I speak for myself, but I think my colleagues probably tackle things the same way. Like just walking around the city, you know, there's lots of cool characters. You, I'm always like scoping out what people are wearing, where they're eating, where they're drinking. <laughs> It's weird, but like, I'll take like sneaky photos of people's plaid shirts 
so I could like <laughs> reference that that pattern on something I might be doing later. So you know, lots of like just exploring, and then obviously you know we're an online first business or online only, so we kind of look to the internet, Instagram, obviously anywhere you could find kind of like influential people and influential sites and blogs and things like that. Lots of kind of targeted digging on Google. You know, I might decide yep. I want to find like the best fountain pen that's out there. And then that takes you down kind of a rabbit hole. And you look until you find one that kind of meets your criteria for having a nice design, having good quality, having an accessible price point, uh, ideally being in a country where we have experience importing from. So there's lots of kind of practical yep. concerns that go into it. Do like what you mentioned is like you take you take pictures of what you see on the street. That's that's a true way to find out what is street style and what is on trend. Yeah, a lot of times what I'll see kind of like on the streets in New York don't really become like really popular for a good little while, like months or even like a year in some cases. When I start to see it like really widely hit the market, so it's nice to be in a place where you can kind of get in front of the trends sometimes. Um, and then see it come all full circle. So you could start the conversation with the brands and yeah. have that conversation perfectly <laughs> aligned for when you actually need it for yeah. the planning process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> as our as the size of our like business has gotten bigger and bigger, I have to start talking to brands earlier and earlier to get the stuff we need. Yeah, that's which is which is always a question of time, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, but yeah. I do want to chat more about just the boxes. Is there any box yeah. that you particularly enjoy the most that you look back at fondly? Man, that's hard. I, you know, I've been with the company for, for oh man, uh, almost seven years now. So in that time, I've worked on a whole lot of boxes, some of which are kind of forgotten to history, but others we're still doing today. <laughs> there's like, uh, there's a lot of ones that have a, a, a place in my heart. I think it's funny to say this, but like my favorite product I ever put in a box might be. Um, this little bent brass key ring from a brand called Craig Hill. They're based out of Brooklyn. Uh, we do a ton of business with them and they're really nice guys, really creative. And it's just kind of like one of those items when you find it's like nothing more and nothing less than it needs to be. Um, and it's nice because it's an item that I interact with on a daily basis. Like, you know, it feels nice in your hand. It doesn't take up a lot of room in your pocket. It looks cool and interesting and, you know, it gets a lot of use and, um, Despite like some of the super cool, like bigger items we've done or more valuable items, I, I find myself coming back to that one a lot. It just brings me a lot of joy. Like when I'm opening the door to my apartment and I see the key ring, I always find that little touch of design, um, like kind of very considered design in something you don't even really think about very much in your life. But once you kind of encounter something that elevates uh, something as kind of trivial as a key ring, you start to appreciate it more. And so uh, I'm really fond of that. We just uh, actually relaunched the box that that's in. We call the box point. So you get the, the key ring from Craig Hill. You get um, a brass uh, pen from a brand called Everyman. I'm actually playing with it in my hands right now. <laughs> um, and uh, like a brass finish pocket knife um, from Stack Gear, uh, the pocket samurai knife. So it's kind of a cool little like brass everyday carry set. Um, I'm really fond of that one. Uh, but there's a ton of other ones. I think what's met, it's cool that you know the guys too from Brooklyn. And I think something that yeah. Bespoke Post is as an advantage is for brands, it, is it, it provides them a sense of discovery so that they can be exposed to all your members who then could probably yeah. purchase from them in the future on their sites. Yeah, I think that's kind of like, you know, the big hook for, for getting brands to want to work with us. You know, we've got uh, 
we're just about to cross 300,000 subscribers, which is crazy because when I started, we had like, I think 30,000. So uh, in, wow. in the past almost seven years, we've like gone up 10 times. Um, so, you know, it's a big market and it's, um, it's a really nice group of customers to get a hold of because they like to buy nice stuff and, you know, they're coming back to us every month to see what's new. So I think brands really appreciate working with us from that standpoint. And then on top of the subscription, you know, we have an online shop which is uh, more of kind of a traditional e-commerce retailer, but uh, we've got a team of buyers who do a really great job of, of curating awesome stuff and giving you a reason to come back even in between when your subscription comes through. Um, so there's also, you know, channels to sell uh, in a more traditional way. And, you know, we've got a ton of brands on there that uh, we haven't yet been able to get into the subscription, but maybe we will at some point. Uh, and, you know, our email base on that side of things is over a million. So, there's a lot of people coming to the site now, which which is kind of funny because, you know, I like to still think of us as kind of a scrappy, kind of not a small fry, but kind of like a growing company. And, and now we're kind of big. <laughs> so it, it's a different world for us. But but the ethos at the core is still to, you know, bring those small brands, you know, on there, yeah. those that less people know. And that's yeah. what creates the joy in opening something exciting. Yeah, for sure. It's funny that you say joy because like uh, – I think I was asked to describe to someone a couple of years ago what makes a box work uh, for us. And I said it had to be a balance between uh, joy and utility, but you need more joy than utility. So we've had some boxes that are really useful, uh, but maybe not that joyful and they kind of <laughs> fell flat. So we, we try to keep that in mind when we're putting together a suite of products. And uh, it's funny because now I'll hear the CEO sometimes use my little analogy. <laughs> so I guess it really hit home. Um, but also kind of about small brands, like one of the cool things we did this year was, uh, what we called the support small initiative. So, uh, we publicly announced that we'd be placing $20 million worth of POs, uh, with small businesses. And, and we set out kind of a contact form and had uh, lots of brands reach out to us. And, uh, you know, we were able to really, really connect with a lot of small brands that we weren't previously working with. And I think we ended up placing over $30 million worth of POs. Um, wow. as part of that initiative. So uh, it was a really big success. And I, I think it made us all feel good to be able to help small makers and small businesses at, at such a difficult time. I do want to shift some real quickly to um, the ethos, just because it's called Ryan's Rants and Raves. Is there anything that you yeah. want to share that rant or rave about what excites you, what frustrates you? You could do either both. Uh, yeah. I mean, like what's frustrating me now, like uh, kind of from like a, a business standpoint is just uh, shipping. <laughs> it's really <laughs> difficult to get anything shipped. And it's not even just talking about shipping from like, you know, another continent. Uh, we have stuff that's been sitting at the port of LA for like, you know, oh two weeks now that we can't even get onto a truck to bring over to our warehouse on the East coast. So like um, <laughs> it's been difficult, <laughs> um, you know, just international trade. We do, we do a fair bit of importing, um, you know, from Asia, like everybody, but not just Asia, you know, we have goods coming from Europe, um, you know, goods coming from Turkey, Italy, uh, England, uh, all over the place. We do a lot of business out of China, out of India. Um, but you know, just logistics has been really, really difficult this year. Um, manufacturing has been really difficult this year. So <laughs> that frustrates me, but, um, you know, product always makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, I guess. That's the driver. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't want to sound like every other like wannabe cool guy here, but like, I've been really into vintage stuff lately. Like, 
bootleg t-shirts and airbrush t-shirts like from the carnival like uh old chain stitch patches which seem to be making a comeback which i love um you know <laughs> the new ford bronco is super cool that's oh, new but it's gosh. kind of vintage at the same time <laughs> if if i didn't live in new york city i would purchase that my my older brother had this old ford bronco and it reminds me of my youth yeah. so um uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I like uh, my wife and I like fantasize about moving out to like a beach town and having a Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know with work from yeah. home that, that, that could, yeah. <laughs> that can be feasible. <laughs> so um, yeah, that can be cool. Um, you know, also since Quebec is the sponsor and I know you've been to Montreal, but I want to ask you, you know, how you discovered Montreal and you know what you like about the province. Yeah, I, I mean, um, yeah, so uh, probably like 12 years ago, maybe 13 years ago, um, I was in law school. I used to kind of slash still am kind of a lawyer, um, but uh, I was in law school and my wife and I, who was my girlfriend back then, we were looking for places to travel that were kind of cool and different. And uh, we started kind of checking out Canada. So we made a trip to Toronto and uh, we made a trip to Vancouver and then, you know, we realized that the closest of the, of the bunch was Montreal. Um, and obviously it's kind of got uh, a cool European vibe to it. Um, so we rented a car and we drove up and my wife wanted to go <laughs> in the winter for some reason. <laughs> she felt like you want to see, you know, Quebec in the snow is really like its truest form. <laughs> so the winter we wonderland. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we went, um, it was a leap year. So we drove up and I think it was February 29th, the day we got there. Um, and it was really cold, but like we fell in love and I've been back almost every year. Obviously this year was kind of tough, but I think I've been 10 or 11 times, uh, to, to Montreal. And, you know, I, I, we keep meaning to go check out other parts of the province and I regrettably have not been able to do that yet. But I think once the world kind of opens back up, uh, we'll definitely want to make more efforts and, you know, we're kind of city people, so I know we want to see Quebec City and kind of like see the old town. And I've heard it's yeah. great from some friends of mine who used to travel up there. And uh, we just really kind of love how uh, it feels like foreign but familiar at the same time. You know, I think everyone's always been really cool and welcoming. And uh, I just kind of love how like <laughs> the city reminds me a lot of New York in, in my favorite ways. Um, and so, you know, I like kind of feeling like it's a kindred town, but it's also very different and has its own kind of flavor and personality and it's driving distance, but it, it makes it feel like you're kind of a world away a lot of times. Yeah. And it's the same time zone as well. So, you know, it's, it's that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you drive there, you're in the same time zone and you have that <laughs> new adventure and um, yeah. comfort, comfortability that you, that you always yeah. see when you travel. Um, yeah, so for I, sure. I'm very pleased that you enjoy uh, Montreal and, and the province of Quebec. Yeah. I know you mentioned one time to me when we first spoke, but you mentioned that there was a hot sauce from Quebec that you had discovered. Can do you remember the name of that? Oh hot sauce? yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, I think I had it at. Um, I might have had it when we were eating dinner at Joe Beef or at um, or at Larry's. I think, which I love that restaurant. I love both of those restaurants. Um, but it was called Mark's Hot Sauce. Um, really nice guy named Mark. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a one man <laughs> operation. He makes hot sauce and um, we actually managed to feature him in one of our boxes. Uh, it was a box called Scorch and you got a selection of, I think it was five different hot sauces, 
and Marks was one of the ones that we had in there. Uh, we've since gone on to do a new version with five new brands, but um, that was kind of like my baby because I love hot sauce and I love Quebec. And so I really pushed to get uh, the Marks hot sauce into the mix and I really like it. Um, actually, I have a bottle of one of his sauces in my fridge, but also the Joe Beef hot sauce is one of my favorite everyday hot sauces. Um, so yeah, <laughs> the food Perfect. scene in, in Quebec is great. Yeah. And, and for hot sauce, you know, just out of curiosity, do you think spicier is better? Or do you have a, what, what you prefer with your hot sauce? Like what element? I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of crazy. I've like probably burnt out my taste buds. So I like really hot stuff. Um, but <laughs> I think for like most people, you know, there's like a limit to how hot you want it to be, you know, before your eyes start watering. But uh, um, I like anything that has kind of like, especially like a habanero kind of flavor, kind of like habanero has kind of a distinct flavor i guess some people would call it floral i find it really addictive so i usually look for hot sauces that have either habanero or like a cousin like uh the scorpion pepper which is yeah. is really kind of stupid hot but i find that it has a similar kind of flavor to it uh, but more burned so anything in that vein i like to close you know i always like to you know have my guests give some advice to brands and since you work with several brands and encounter several you know different entrepreneurs yeah. you know on a daily basis do you have any advice to them? Think, stay true to your roots. Whatever got you there, assuming you've had some success, or even if you haven't found success yet, you know, stay true to kind of the reason that you started. And that doesn't mean not to kind of like pivot if if you find there's a new opportunity. But like, think about something that you mentioned a few times, like the ethos, like what made you want to get into business in the first place? Is it because yeah. you felt like, you know, the world was missing this certain thing and, and you felt like you knew how to bring it to the world, you know, uh, maybe it takes a different form than what you really originally conceived, but uh, really just kind of like focus on the mission. Uh, and, you know, this sounds really kind of generic, but I, I do find it to be true. Um, you know, also like listen to your customers once you have some, uh, don't be afraid to kind of lead them a little bit and, and show them what's new and expand their horizons. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to make your customers happy. So, keep them in mind and then uh, always kind of consistent advice throughout life, but focus on quality. You know, there's a lot of disposable crap for lack of a better word out there yeah. in the world. And uh, we probably need less crap, especially considering there's kind of like uh, environmental cost to all of that. So uh, if you're going to make something or do something, make sure you make it the right way or do it the right way. Also hope you got some luck because a lot of times, even the talented, most kind of like rightly intentioned people, don't succeed. So you know, pray to your lucky stars, get a rabbit's foot and do all the <laughs> right things. And then hopefully you'll make it. I do like what you mentioned, and, you know, is focus on your ethos, your DNA and, you know, listen yeah. to, to your customer. Cause you know, if you listen to your customer and you stay to your DNA, the customer is going to stay the same and adapt with you as you, as you stay yeah. true to that. Um, yeah. All right. Well then that, that leaves for the conversation today. It was a pleasure chatting with you, you know, and a pleasure working with you and, you know, sharing more Quebec companies with you and um i look forward to um your next trip to quebec and hearing about that once you yeah. permits i'll look you up merci d'avoir écouté ryan's rants and raves suivez-nous sur instagram at ryan's rants and raves thank you for listening to ryan's rants and raves follow us on instagram at ryan's rants and raves à très bientôt